and welcome to another panel hosted by SheProp. Um, today's panel I'm very excited about. It's called Cosplaying for an Adult Audience, and I'm talking to some incredible cosplayers who are used to turning their cosplays into something a little sexy. And I can't wait to get into the ins and outs of it with you. And so I just want to introduce SheProp and what we're going to be talking about, and then we will get right into it. So SheProp is a growing community that is focused upon supporting, empowering, and representing female non-binary and transgendered cosplayers, artists, and makers. You can watch these panels on the SheProp YouTube channel or listen to them on the SheProp Talk podcast, available wherever you get your podcasts. And if you're interested in joining us over at the SheProp community, find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and we will add links into the show notes to help you find us. We'd love to have you, so thank you for joining us today. Uh, my name is Abby. I'm also known as Abby Cat Cosplay. I've been cosplaying for about six years. And the first time I ever tried doing a sexy version of cosplay, it was actually with Sydney, who's also on this panel. And it was also my first time cross-playing, where I was James from Team Rocket. And it was a lot of fun. So I'm excited to talk about this, especially with Sydney. She got me started. You're welcome. Hi guys, I'm Sydney. You can also call me Sidabi. Um, I've been cosplaying for 15 years. I'm feeling old now. Um, and yeah. And what was your first time? Um, pretty much everything has been sexy-ish. That's just my go-to, so. I am Sophie. Uh, I go by Oh My Sophie online. Um, oh, my first sexy cosplay, I think, was Sonic the Hedgehog. I just thought it would be fun to make a sexy version, and it was. And how long have you been cosplaying? Oh, I've been cosplaying for nearly 11 years. That's gone very fast. <laughs> oh, hi. I'm Melissa, also known as Wabbit. Um, I came to cosplay by way of burlesque, so I was being sexy before cosplay. Uh, technically, the first crossover there I did was a Papa Emeritus 3 from the band Ghost, Striptease. It's pretty involved, I love it. Hi everybody out there, I'm Carmelita, but everybody else called me by Carmi. Um, I've done cosplay for about five years now, and my first sexy cosplay would be the Batgirl um, boudoir version uh, cosplay. It was, it was in my first time actually doing it in a hotel, and it was a really nice one, so I was really excited to do one of my favorite franchises, which was Batman. It was Batgirl. Yay! <laughs> Hi, my name is Blue Gray Emma. I have been cosplaying since 2014, and when it comes to lewd cosplays, I think it was 2017 or 18 when I started doing them. Uh, it started with just like, you know, a little more cleavage here or something like that, and uh, more recently it has evolved into uh, boudoir shoots and uh, full-on more lewd cosplays like Bowsette and stuff. So yeah, I've been in the community for a while. Actually, Sophie is uh, the person who encouraged me to make my public Facebook page for cosplays. That was the first thing that um, really got me into doing it before, besides just like sharing it with friends. So that's 
that was the first step in making it um, important and I guess like uh, a big part of my life. Well, thank you everybody for joining for the panel. I want to jump right in with a question that is very personal to me. And I want to know if you like the term sexy cosplay. I personally hate it. Um, and I want to know if I'm alone. And Sophie, let's just jump in with you. I hate it too, because I feel like when you say that in the community, there's this misconception that you must only do sexy cosplay if you do sexy cosplay. Uh, it kind of like typecasts you, I feel. Um, I like to use spicy cosplay. So I've started moving to, this is my spicy cosplay of this. And uh, for me, like for my mental health, it's helped a lot. I don't know if uh, it matters overall, but I would agree that term is a little ugh, for me. I use air quotes. Every time I say it, this is my yeah. sexy cosplay, and it's, I, I just hate it. Does anybody else like the term or not like it? Um, I normally would call it boudoir cosplay for, for, for me because um, I, 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 I think the term boudoir fits better with it. It just sounds better to me. So I always tend to say, okay, well, I'm going to be doing this boudoir cosplay soon, and when people think of boudoir, they think, oh, that sounds so luxurious and exciting, you know, so um, for me, I just, I just don't tend to really like the term sexy cosplay just because of the fact that a lot of people automatically just assume like, oh, we're going to do this time, you're going to do a sexy cosplay, like, like, because you're such a sexy, you know, looking attractive woman, which is, you know, it's, it's great to be called an attractive woman, but I don't don't expect me to do sexy all the time. I love being versatile. I love being creative and innovative. So, yeah, I'm I'm actually more than meets the eye. One thing I also noticed is or find is that I will do sexy versions of things that aren't sexy. They're more funny or scary, um, and then I'll do regular versions just straight from canon, and those are very sexy character designs. So it's like. Also saying sexy cosplay, it doesn't really mean anything. Mm -hmm. I also think sexy is such a variable word. Everyone finds different things sexy. So your two canon screen accurate cosplay could be very sexy to someone. All cosplay is sexy cosplay if you try hard enough. Yes. <laughs> so did, uh, Sophie, you mentioned a little bit about the, the stigma and some of the negative connotations around sexy cosplay. Did anybody have any concerns about that when they first started taking this approach to cosplay and creating costumes? Um, I did. Okay, yes, tell us about it. Sorry. Um, mine stemmed from, with being in burlesque and then moving into cosplay, there was a weird crossover of, is my burlesque community going to take my cosplay seriously? And is, are the people I'm meeting in cosplay going to take me seriously as, quite frankly, a former stripper? The other layer on top of that was, I can't have my job find out about either of them. So there was a little, little like, oh, is this just too much on one plate at once? It's been pretty good so far. Did anybody else have any hesitations getting started? Um, I was the same way too because there's there's people there's people that I um, know personally like very very close to me that do not 
do not they dislike any type of like me showing skin or showing my figure or anything so it's just like a lot of like more more towards religious beliefs you know they tend to say well you're not supposed to be exposing yourself you know and everyone is entitled to their religious beliefs you know but this is this is karmic cosplay we're talking about you know so it's not about them you know i will respect you know your beliefs and i will respect what you have to say to me but at the same time um this is my life this is my you know artwork this is my vision so and i'm very i'm i'm very empowered like women empowerment about it so i mean i feel i love myself to point of why should anybody question what i want to do you know with my cosplay do you think the fact that so much of producing these cosplays and these photo shoots, it lives online? So very little of it is in person when we're doing boudoir and we're doing sexy versions of things. Do you think that has anything to do with hesitating or, or concerns about how it's going to be? Or do you think that makes it easier? I think it makes it easier because you're not face to face with people um, and you have more control over like how it turns out and what you want to show people. Does that make sense? Yeah. So when you talk about you have more control over what you want to show people and how it looks. Exactly. What sort of things do you keep in mind when you're thinking about the control of the image or what you produce? Like for photos, I think about the whole photo and not just the costume, like the set, the location, your angles, your lighting, all that stuff can come together. And then if you have like imperfections, you can kind of Photoshop those things away and people don't have to know but versus like in person, you know, you got a big old pimple on your face and people can see that. <laughs> so, um, Melissa, I know you you said that you started out in burlesque. So do you also, or it sounds like you also create content outside of the nerd sphere. Have you found that that is a different experience than? Sorry. No, go ahead. If I don't need to explain it further, I won't. Um, they are and they aren't. Um, I think there's a little bit of basic creative energy can be done to, you know, used for anything. Um, but the burlesque audience is not always down for your very esoteric nerdlesque. I would love to do an all Overwatch show so badly, but I don't think I could genuinely find a steady audience to see that show every month. Um, my first sort of like, I'm gonna try doing cosplay with Papa Emeritus, it was a Halloween show. So to anyone that didn't get it was cosplay. It was just a spooky priest. So they can be the same audience. They aren't always. Do you do you have a preference? Cosplay is way more fun. There's so much less drama. And I don't have to worry about, I want to keep things on. I don't have to worry how to get them off. Tape. Tape is a gift. So when it comes to creating content and costumes, 
for an adult audience? Do you take a different approach and do you have a different method than you would for a canon cosplay or something that you would wear to a con? Uh, I think for the most part, I've always kept uh, my um, cosplay and boudoir separate. There's only a few times that I can think of when I did a boudoir shoot that was specifically for a character. And the first time that um, points out to me was for, I made an armor, uh, a Skyrim one, it's um, Farkas. And I based the boudoir shoot around what I think would fit in a Skyrim theme, which was like a fur blanket, candles, um, you know, a specific necklace, um, having uh, just like theming it as if I was in that world and I just took off the armor and it was part of the shoot as well. So there's so many ways that you can get really, really creative with uh, boudoir when it is for a specific character. Uh, it is definitely a lot easier to just straight up just wear a piece of laundry and do a shoot, absolutely. But it is, in my opinion, a lot more fun when you get to be really creative with it. So I think that side of it is a lot of fun, especially when you have other friends that are partaking in it, like the whole uh, Bowsette thing that came with the, um, the trend was really nice. And you just got to take like little bits and pieces and it was no specific character. So there was no right way to do it, which is, I feel like more appealing. And everyone just had a blast. Uh, so you mentioned wearing lingerie and doing your photo shoot that way and, and doing more of a character shoot where you're like, what would a sex, what would this character wear if they were wanting to entice someone? Um, it kind of brings up the different types of sexy versions of cosplay that we have with burlesque costumes, with bunny versions, with lingerie versions. So how do you think the different versions of sexy cosplay fit into the cosplay world? Uh, I think they fit into the cosplay world because you could also wear some of them that aren't, you know, um, well, I guess people have worn straight up lingerie to conventions, but with me, when I wore, wore more sexy cosplays to convention, it was usually just like a bodysuit with some cleavage showing. And then you could have the boudoir shoot at home be um, more just straight up like bra, corset, all that fun stuff. So um, it really just depends on what you're comfortable with. And if you're not uh, okay with um, being more open in front of a large crowd, um, then you don't have to, absolutely not. So my first, like, it was entirely cosplay, had no uh, burlesque applications, was I did Bunzo, which is bunny suit Hanzo, like with a beard, long hair, playboy bunny suit, um, which started as a joke. And I have found that a lot of the spicy cosplay um, almost stems out of fan art. So then it's fan, you know, fandom based on fandom based on a thing we were a fan of. And it's just this like weird spiral. And like in the case of Bowsette, that was a joke that Twitter and Tumblr just went ham on. And it was almost just like being a fandom, being a fan of the fandom of a thing. So I think that's its place. And Kermie, you had something to add? 
Well, I was just I was just going back to the um, your last question um, because when and whenever I have done laundry, uh, I have had worn lingerie but still do a cosplay with it, even though it didn't look um, exactly like the the character I'm trying to portray. But I would add like little trinket items to where you know if you were to look at the photo you knew exactly who I was even if it wasn't the same outfit the character is wearing so like um I'm actually planning on doing a um boudoir version of Storm very very soon really excited about it and um like a lot of people are like well I mean she has so many different looks you know so which one are you going to plan on doing and um and I'd be telling people, look, like white looks good on my skin. So um, I'm planning on doing like a, 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 like this white pant with a lingerie lace on the top and then have my hair like back in a ponytail and curls and stuff. And people definitely will recognize it from there. But um, but I like to just add little, little like symbols to my costume saying like, okay, well, she's not wearing, she's not, she's wearing lingerie, but she's doing cosplaying at the same time. So I tend to like to do it at the same time. You know, I just like, I just like to be different, you know, because I do know that there are a lot of um, people out there that are really like, well, she didn't wear that or she didn't wear this or this character didn't do this. But I just really admire versatile different looks to cosplay because it's, it's coming from this person's mind. It's coming from their artistic mind that they're bringing out to the world, you know, to see, you know, and it, it inspires people. So, I mean, to me, I mean, if it's, if it's lingerie, as long as it's the color white or black that she wears, then I'm still going to kill it. <laughs> and Sydney, you do that approach to cosplay a lot too, where it is lingerie and then you style yourself in a way that communicates the color or the uh, character. Yeah, that's yeah. my favorite. Yeah. So what do you think is the most important approach to making sure that how you are styled and what you are wearing does communicate who you are and what the character is? Um, I think it's all based on your personal preference, like what you're comfortable with and like whatever idea you come up with, you know, um, also depends on like, okay, what kind of lingerie would this character potentially wear? or what kind of lingerie or outfit do I want to do um, that goes with this character? And then you just kind of go from there. So you, you take your character, but then you kind of morph it into your own creative idea. Um, and that, that's my favorite because you get to add your own personal spin on a character that already exists. It's very innovative. You know, you don't see that a lot lately, you know, and I feel that you know, it, it's good to see, it's good to see some, um, some dif different type of looks to, you know, uh, intimate wear, but still in cosplay type of looks. Like, I would love to see more of that in our community. Um, but a lot of people would just say, like, well, I mean, and it's, I'm just going by um, what you said, B. like, I would, it would just be what I'm comfortable with. What would that character wear if she were to wear lingerie, you know? I think, I feel, I highly agree with you with that because I'm exactly the same way when I try to coordinate my character into the boudoir or lingerie. Just to get a real big, oh, no, go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. Oh, I just wanted to say that I think that one of the things, like, there, 
the sexy or spicy cosplay uh, community for a long time did not get enough credit for how creative and expressive you have to be. I think for a long time, people kind of just looked at it as like, well, they're over there being sexy. And if they weren't super into that, they didn't look at it any deeper. And I think we're finally moving into a place where people are seeing all the work people put into these looks. And like Sydney said, the sets, like uh, I just, I'm excited to see this community get a little bit more respect for the vision and the artistic outlet that it is for sure. And people definitely get really creative. I mean, if you're going to get it down to a baseline, have the right color hair, have your, have your garment match the color scheme of the character. I mean, if that's all you're going to do, then that's all you're going to do and that's fine. And you will look like the character and you will translate to the character. But a lot of people don't stop there and they take it much, much further. So, Mel, you did mention it a little bit earlier about how your bunny was a joke and it was meant to be funny. And I've done funny bunnies too. I think they're so much fun. But that does translate into the area where sexy cosplay does not just have to be something you do to excite people or titillate people. It can also be scary. It can be funny. It can be odd. It can be gender bending or subversive. Um, and how is it that you use these, this type of cosplay and this medium to communicate something completely different than a sexy look? Um, Bonzo started as a joke that I took too far. Um, <laughs> and for me, it was like fun making it, but the first time I wore it at Anime Expo 2018, I realized my true love of this costume is watching people all day long start checking me out from the ankles, work their way up my body, and then see the beard and freak out. Because I would do, the first times I did it, I did full masculine face uh, with the beard, but long hair and, and you know, bunny. It's endlessly funny for me. And I think when you can sort of take that moment and step back and be like, Bunzo, it's a pun. <laughs> she has beard. It's funny. I mean, someone at BlizzCon followed me through a crowd, tapped on my shoulder, was like, you look so amazing. I just have to. And then I turned around and he didn't want the picture. Worth it. <laughs> okay, first of all, that's a little creepy of that dude. And second of all, that sounds... Like I would very much enjoy that experience being like, oh, oh yes, oh yes, look at this. <laughs> so I like funny bunnies too. Uh, one that I've done that really kind of made people feel very uncomfortable was I did Bunbridge from Harry Potter. So if, you know, a sexy version of Dolores Umbridge, mm -hmm. if there's ever a character that nobody wants to see a sexy version of, it's her. And, <laughs> and that was actually my first bunny and I was totally hooked. Bunnies are so much fun. And um, Sydney, now's a great time to talk about your hot dog. Okay. Well, I just want to, first I want to say bunnies are awesome because they're, you know, considered boudoir, but you can also wear them to conventions because they're like covered enough to where you're fine to walk around in. I just think that's really cool. Um, 
But so my hot dog, I don't know how or why, but I have an obsession with hot dogs. I just really like them. Um, and I have a hot dog costume and I wear it all the time for fun. And I thought it would be fun to uh, do a sexy pinup photo shoot in my hot dog costume with like some nice little thigh highs, some heels, do some really cute like pinup suggestive posing in it. And sometimes um, if I'm at a convention, I'll throw it on and run around. It's just, it's great time. And it makes people laugh or they give me weird looks like what is going on? <laughs> I love your, I love your hot dog boudoir pictures. Thank They're you. so much fun. <laughs> you can actually follow Sydney's hot dog on Instagram. Yep, I have its own page just for that. That's amazing. I need to see that in Bunbridge swiftly. <laughs> we will make that happen. And and we can't let this topic go past without bringing up Kermie's amazing Joker that we all saw in the opening slides. So you you've gone not not funny. You went scary. Like, yeah. what was it like being a sexy villain? <laughs> I was um here here's here's the thing i really love villains um i i tend to like the good guys and good girls too but i love villains a lot and um a lot of a lot of other like a lot of my followers or people who were looking at my cosplays from before they were just like you're so pretty you're such a pretty cosplayer and like oh i love your face in this you're so beautiful and i used to be like let's see i wanted to kind of let's just you know spruce spice things up you know let let me show them a scary side of me but I want it to still still you see my curves I still want you to see my low cut bodysuit and everything so and of course you know Mr. J is like one of my favorite villains on Batman so I was just like I'm gonna do Mr. J and it's gonna be remarkable and next thing you know like I'm all makeup out. I do my own. I did my own makeup and everything. I I go out to where my photographer uh, meets up with me, and he just freaks out. He's <laughs> just like, I, I don't know how we're gonna go about doing the shoot, but we're definitely gonna try, you know. And I just be like, but I had to make it believable. And he's like saying, Well, you really did. <laughs> and he's just like saying, I just just give me scary, but I want you to still like show me, still show me those curves. Okay, I'm not sure how that happened. It was weird. Um, hey, that's why we pre-record these things. <laughs> so I'm so sorry about that. Um, and it's good to be back. If you watch the ball gown panel, you will see on that one that the faces also get rearranged because this is not the first time we've had somebody drop off. <laughs> yeah, was so don't worry about it. I was just like, oh no, where did my ladies go? And I was just like, get back one here. <laughs> okay, so we've talked about different approaches to spicy cosplay. I'm going to adopt that term. It's fantastic. I like it so much better. Um, a lot of spicy cosplay that is photo shoots. We don't generally wear lingerie to cons. Some people do. Not a lot of people do, though. So what what is a, a, the approach that you take to a, a sexy cosplay photo shoot that may be different from how you do a more traditional or canon cosplay? Um, we haven't heard from Sophie in a little while. Let's hear from you. So I guess it's all about like, uh, posing is very different for me, right? So like if I'm 
doing a cosplay character, I'm going to be posing as the character. If I'm doing a spicy version of that character, you know, we're in spicier poses. Um, so I think very, uh, a lot more thought for me goes into posing um, because, you know, the, the angles that you're trying to show off are a little different. Um, so that changes the entire set as well for me, at least. Uh, like, um, I'm getting ready to do Witcher, my cosplays, but also boudoir versions of them. And uh, whereas the cosplays, you know, I can just stand there if I want to and just look really stern as the characters. As soon as we move into the boudoir or looter versions, um, I'm going to have a plan. At least for me, it helps me to have a plan about how I'm going to pose, what angles, what am I trying to show off. Uh, so for me, it's almost like there's more planning for the boudoir or spicy uh, cosplay photo shoots than there may be for the cosplay photo shoots in terms of posing and what angles we're looking at. Does anybody else take a real different approach when, between the two? Uh, mine are very vastly different because the uh, cosplay content that I've been creating lately is basically like head-to-toe armor. So uh, like Sophie said, you don't really have to do crazy poses when you're um, all dressed up in the cosplay, especially if you're there for detail shots. So I can just have the photographer take a picture of a prop or my leg or like uh, the view from the back with the details and everything. And the boudoir version of it is entirely different, every single part of it. Um, so, I mean, it also can change um, what you're posing with. Like if I'm posing in armor, I can be like uh, literally in a river doing something cool. And with uh, boudoir, it doesn't really make that much sense to be doing so. Uh, so typically I'll have um, some kind of, uh, like a blanket usually spread out if I'm doing it outdoors. Indoors, it's almost always um, with a, a bed behind me, usually in like a hotel kind of setting. And, you know, to like a post by a window or something. Um, so it, just very, very different from indoors, outdoors, you know, uh, doing little cute poses and everything. It's, uh, and like Sophie said, a lot of angles really, really matter when it's coming down to all of that. When you can't wear control, control top anything. Yeah. <laughs> um, and how do photo shoots different when you're doing something like for OnlyFans or for Patreon versus something where you're creating content just to post on social media or share with people close to you. Uh, Cindy, I know you've been doing uh, Patreon for a long time. I think OnlyFans is pretty recent. Yeah. Yeah. So what is different about a, a Patreon photo shoot than another photo shoot? Um, well, the Patreon and OnlyFans content is way more spicy. Um, so the posing is going to be a lot looter and a little more suggestive versus, and I will, so when I do a photo shoot, I'll do all of those um, spicy angles and posing, whatever, but then I will make sure to get a couple that are like social media friendly. So um, you kind of get like a teaser on like Instagram or Facebook, but then like the real spicy stuff is on uh, Patreon and OnlyFans. Well, and you have to produce like 40 images from one photo shoot or big um, numbers like that? Yes and no. I like to have a lot of photos, um, but you don't have to. It depends on what you want to do as a creator. 
I'm like three good pictures and I'm like done wrap it. <laughs> That's all I need. So um, to talk a little bit more about um, Patreon and OnlyFans, um, I know you're not the only person who has done this type of content creation. Uh, what are the positives and negatives to creating content through Patreon or OnlyFans? Oh, Am I, oh if anybody who does that wants to chime in. For me, um, so I have both and Patreon is everything. So I market that as it's everything, Sophie. It's all of my content. It's all my bill blogs, everything heavy cosplay. And then you've got the spicy tiers with the looter stuff, videos, photos uh, like that. Whereas OnlyFans is much more chill because it is, you know, also cheaper to access typically. There's not a whole lot of cosplay on there. Uh, maybe some, but it's mostly the boudoir side of things. Uh, I do though try to like package them all together. So my highest tiers on Patreon get free OnlyFans access because I found that if you can get people on Patreon, uh, they tend to stay longer. Uh, the long, long, no, longevity, if I can say the word, is there. Uh, so I get people enticed into OnlyFans and I'm like, do you want to see all of the things? And then I get them over to Patreon. So I essentially just make content for Sophie, like all of the content, all of that goes on Patreon. And then I divvy some of that up to OnlyFans, which just makes it easier uh, in terms of getting that content out all the time. Because some of those sets are huge. I have one this month that's 102 images. That was a big set to like edit and get out. Uh, but having that many enabled me to put some on both. Are there any downsides to, uh, to approaching cosplay or creating content or photo shoots on those platforms? It's a lot of work. A lot, a lot of hard work and hours, and I think people don't realize how much work really goes into, like, creating content. Um, and also, it's not, like, for me, I don't do it full-time, so it's just kind of like a bonus. And if I were to do it full-time, I could not rely on that income, because it's, it's not guaranteed. It goes up, it goes down, so that's kind of a struggle for me. And if somebody was wanting to branch into that and start trying to monetize the photo shoots that they do, and is there anything that they should know starting out? Anything, any pieces of advice you wish you knew when you first started? Um, just be, just be comfortable, be very comfortable. Um, and, you know, get to, cost, I mean, if it's possible, get to know the uh, photographer or your full team that is supposed to help you with um, releasing your content. Um, I mean, I mean, I feel because I haven't done, I haven't had an OnlyFans yet. Um, I do plan on set on having one. And I feel that most of the content that I would want for it to be on there is to photographers that I really can trust and ones that I just that I'm really comfortable around with because I've had had experiences with other um, photographers that didn't make me feel the same way so um, always be comfortable you know and just you know it's always good to have little meetups to where you collide your ideas together and then um, you come to a compromise and ho hopefully that's you know a great start on making your content the best, you know? And did you have anything to add, Sophie? Oh, I was just going to say uh, backlogging is your best friend if you're going to get started with something like that. Um, 
at least for me, I found that shooting in real time every month became very stressful between that and building costumes. It's a lot. It's a full, for me, it's a full-time job. Uh, So if I'm not making the income that month, that's my income. Uh, On top of that, diversifying your income is huge. Uh, Not just expecting it to only come from patron and OnlyFans, but on the note of those, if you can, uh, so me and my photographers, I have a photographer and a videographer, we will get together on a Saturday in a location and I will bring four to six looks and we'll shoot all, we'll do all the different sets. And it's a lot of work in that one day, but now I have content for a month and a half, right? And so the next time we do that, backlogging. I think uh, three months is the key to success. I read a book about Patreon (laughs) and uh, they said, if you've got three months content backed up, you're less likely to have burnout. Um, So that's my TLDR backlog. (laughs) And Carmi, you mentioned it just a little bit about trusting your photographer. Um, So, you know, we are putting our bodies on the internet. So how do you handle creeps? How do you make sure you develop those relationships that, so that you are safe. Are there any big points that you think is very important to do that? Um, um, like I said, first first meetings about the details of the photo shoot and the looks for me are very important. Um, also to um, also the fact too that you know, if you feel any type of gut feeling that you don't feel safe or something is wrong and trust it, you know. Um, I had several, I had several of um, followers, you know, my, I mean, not just on Facebook, but on my Instagram too, they do one, keep saying, send nudes, send nudes, send nudes, and it's just that, that's not, that's not what, this is not what I'm doing here. I'm not here to just promote nudes to you, you know, because you're asking, you're, you're following me. So you, I'm assuming you're asking me to send you a new, no, that's not what it's about. You know, this is, this is the kind of content that I love to show for myself. And I just feel that it's very disrespectful for people to just, you know, message you out of nowhere and expect more out of you when you are releasing the content that you feel comfortable with. Um, I mean, there'll be times where I, I immediately block them. Um, if they don't have a face, I'll immediately, immediately block you. Um, you know, I just have to basically just dismiss you in a way where I, I want to be respectful because I don't want to be on the same level as the person that is harassing me. But I'm not going to let you, you know, try to tell me what I need to show, you know, when this is my body, this is my idea, this is my style. So, you know, I just say good riddance to them and, you know, best of luck to them if they're looking for that type of thing. And people can be doing that and that's fine. But um, I just don't like harassers. So I normally just say, you know, you're, you're not getting anything that you're asking. And I just wait by. <laughs> I think I like saying I don't like harassers is not a comfort or controversial statement. No. <laughs> so, but does anybody else have any tips for uh, how to develop positive relationships with people who are going to be working with you or um, how to spot a red flag? Anything that you want to give yeah. somebody who's a listener who may be thinking of taking the first step? 
Yeah, uh, I'll chime in here. Uh, I'm really, really big on safety when it comes to um, what you're putting out there. And I feel like a lot of people are hopping on to this OnlyFans trends, forgetting that um, it's part of the internet, which means that it's out there forever and you have to be comfortable with what's on there. And um, there are absolutely going to be people that are asking for things that you're not okay with. And you need to have those boundaries. If you are not hard-headed and stubborn about specific things, then this world will change you. And that's not always a good thing. So uh, definitely must be um, just very headstrong and confident with yourself. Um, if you are an insecure person and you're posting these kinds of things, like hoping to um, uh, just like help your uh, confidence. Cause I know some people do that. Um, they'll post things and just like hope others say nice things cause they don't feel well. Um, there is that side of the internet that is not nice. So it's um, taking years of uh, listening to people that are really nasty and also people that are really, really nice because there are so many people that are wonderful. A huge red flag in this community would be uh, if you are trying to shoot with a photographer, that if they uh, want you to come alone, absolutely not. That is like number one thing, do not ever do. Um, if it's a location that you're uncomfortable with, like if it's a shared studio with other people in there, um, obviously speak up about that. Uh, for me, when it comes to the difference between OnlyFans and Patreon is OnlyFans is, I guess, unprofessional and it is entirely just like selfies. So I don't really post anything that's been done with a um, legitimate photographer. My phone is of high quality enough that I feel fine with it and it's a low price. So I feel like that's fine with me. But if, um, if you want to do completely professional for everything, you absolutely have to be okay with the photographer location, what you're wearing and uh, you know, paying them as well. Um, uh, knowing if you have the rights to your photos as well, because that's a very important factor. So um, like I've had multiple photographers in the past before that were um, not that I've worked with, but I've just known in general that were kind of iffy with their price. Like they would have a flat fee and then um, would charge you again, like per photo. So every person is definitely different, but make sure that, uh, if you're going to be making money off of the photos that someone else is taking for you, that you have a contract signed and laid out with them, uh, that says like, you are taking these photos, I'm paying for them. They are mine and I can sell them basically. So there's a lot of things that you can really get into when it comes to safety. Definitely. Yeah. I got one last chime in. Oh yes, absolutely. We're actually doing really well on time. Okay. Um, this is uh, an opportunity for community. Um, if you have a photographer that you really love their work, but you've never worked with them before, it's a great opportunity to reach out to other cosplayers. Be like, hey, I admire the heck out of your work. You've shot with this person. Are they cool? Are there any concerns? Um, I was at an event about a year ago. Somebody was like, hey, let's go shoot over in this corner. And this cosplayer I didn't know grabbed my wrist and she told me, don't go. He's not cool for the following reasons. And another cosplayer walking by agreed. It's an opportunity for community to keep each other safe. 
Um, and equally, if someone reaches out to you being like, hey, do you know so-and-so? Talk up your ones that are good, expose the ones that are bad. Mm-hmm. Yes, I'm so glad that people warned you. That is awesome to hear. Yeah, that's that's amazing. Um, we, um, I receive it a lot through like uh, Facebook group postings on model work, cosplay connection with uh, fellow photographers and models, and they always be posting that, and we just keep sharing it and sharing it to everybody. So it makes it a lot more more relief and comforting to know like, hey, this this guy or this woman, don't work with them, you know, because they have a really bad rep and we would never want anybody to be in harm's way. You know, we, we want to be safe, but still we want to still have a good time. But safety is safety is very important. So please do make sure if if you can take somebody with you if you want that to happen, but I highly suggest that you do and just to follow the signs. Yeah, any photographer who says you can't bring a friend or your spouse or something is an immediate red flag, the biggest red flag. (laughs) Well, and these are just like any other conversation about consent. If you say, yes, I will go to that location and I will shoot with that person. If at any time during that experience, you start getting the alarm bells in your head, you stop it. It You're not wasting anybody's time. You're not a bad word. You're not the villain in that situation to say, I'm not comfortable and I'm, I'm leaving. Yes, absolutely do it. And, and also, don't let anybody guilt you into changing your mind either. Yeah. Also to add to that, um, I think Emma touched on this a little bit, but if you don't want to go through that process or you just don't feel comfortable finding a photographer, do your own photography. Cell phones have great cameras. You can buy a tripod with like a little clicker. That's what I do. Um, It came with a ring light. The one that I got was like 40 bucks on Amazon. And you can just go ham, practice, do your own thing. Yeah, I personally will just put my phone on selfie mode, start a video and pause the video and take screenshots. And that's those are my photos because I am like, I don't want to have to press the clicker and like run back and forth. And it's just it's going. Plus, I get all my goofs if I if I have any. <laughs> That's actually a brilliant idea. Yeah, brilliant. definitely. So, um, I do like to end all of my cosplay panels because we are wrapping up here um, with a little bit of levity. And I want to know either what is your dream cosplay that you would see a sexy version of, or one that you've seen that you thought. I cannot unsee that. I've so. always wanted to do a sexy claptrap from Borderlands. <laughs> That's been on my list forever. I'm just picturing a cardboard box with like fishnet legs sticking out from under yes. the stilettos. And just like really annoying, just a video of me being annoying. <laughs> <laughs> like draw some cleavage on yeah. the front. Yes. <laughs> I love it. That would be fantastic. I had a dream cosplay shoot set up and uh, my my main photographer, the one I'm super chill with, is a essential worker and his son has also been going through like medical stuff. So that and pandemic, just everything has not worked out. So it was going to be, if anyone knows um, Elder Scrolls Skyrim, it was going to be a Khajiit, but not like full blown makeup, like just cat ears and a tail. And then... Um, the, the running joke, like, Khajiit has wares if you have coins. So it was going to be, like, me 
boudoir, lewd, sweet roll, coins, candles. Like, uh, I literally painted my own wine bottles that are from the game. I made the sweet roll. I made so many props for it. And it's like, uh, I have like soul gems and everything. I've got, I've got everything and I'm waiting. So someday it'll happen. And Sydney, how about you? Well, mine's already happened. It's the hot dog. <laughs> Dream complete. <laughs> We're going to have to share your hot dog Instagram. Okay. Please. Well, actually, to add to that, my dream would be to travel all around the, the world, basically, to various, like, hot dog restaurants and take photos in front of them, but have, like, variations of, like, what I'm wearing, like, on the bottom half like different stockings and shoes and stuff. And then you eat the hot dogs and review them. People would yes, pay you to yes. do that. Oh my gosh. Oh, yeah. Awesome. yeah, I would love to see that. <laughs> I would love to see that. <laughs> and what about you, Carmi? Um, a dream cosplay. I'm actually in the process of uh, figuring it out right now. Um, if anybody knows what Queen of the Damned is, the movie, <gasps> I'm a big Akasha fan. Like, I love Akasha. And I've always wanted to cosplay her ever since I saw her on the screen, ever since I read her in the book. I just want that metal and that hotness on me. <laughs> so, and I've had so many people saying, oh, you, you look just like her. You would just kill that cosplay. Like, That's my favorite movie. I'm so excited. May I be oh your Lestat? <laughs> I will do anything oh. to be your Lestat. Gender bad Lestat, that would be so spicy. I was, what I was thinking about pr- wanting to do is the bathtub scene. Oh, that's, like that's what I was thinking. Scene. Yeah, you know what I'm thinking too? Oh, man. And, and, and I would love to have a Lestat there. And we would just act it all Where out. do you live? I'm on my way. Oh. <laughs> 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 Lakewood, Washington. This is my address. We'll figure it out. I can't wait to see your Akasha. That's amazing. But um, but I would love to really do that scene. And I don't want to do the traditional outfit that everybody else has been doing. I actually want to cosplay her in her um, last, the last look in the last scene, where with the brown, big brown on, and then the robe draped down on her, like, that is what I want. I want that look. <laughs> Speaking to my soul, I'm a fan. <laughs> Well, I am flattered, and you will not be disappointed, my love. <laughs> and Mel, what about you? Um, mine's a little esoteric. There is a episode of Futurama where everybody gets their gender swapped. I want sexy scruffy. Ooh, I oh, tight, I know that reference. Tight then. body suit, handlebar mustache. <laughs> yes. <laughs> You like, I'm, I'm like you. I like adding the facial hair. It's so great. I, I, and sometimes chest hair. It kind of feels necessary at a certain point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Once you go prosthetic hair, you kind of can't pull back. It's just the most fun. Um, I, Emma, like you, I had a dream cosplay all set up and ready to go in the pandemic hit. And actually Mel and Sydney were going to be a part of it. Um, in my opening slide, I'm wearing a Gryffindor scarf that is about seven feet long. I made a scarf for all four houses. I crocheted oh. until, until I was cross-eyed. They're all done. I was going to do the photo shoot and then take the scarves apart and make 
Afghans out of him. And since the photo shoot hasn't been done, I, I can't even work on the Afghans yet during the pandemic. So that was, that was going to be mine. Thanks, Someday. COVID. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. We, we, you'll figure it out, Abby, and you're going to kill it. I already just see it in my head. How is going to just... It's going to be so much fun. Yeah. It's going to be great. In the after times, we will have it. The after times. Well, thank you everyone for joining us today and for sharing your stories and your experience in spicy cosplay. I'm so glad I have a new word for that. And thank you to the SheProp community for joining and listening today. Um, and just please go around one more time and tell us your name and where we can find you on social media and any final thoughts you have that you want to share. Thank you for having me. I am Oh My Sophie. I am Oh My Sophie everywhere. Two eyes, no E. And man, cosplay is for everyone. If you're having fun doing it, it's all cosplay. Just do the thing. Yes, thank you for having me as well. Um, I'm all over the internet as Sidibe. Um, if it's not two E's, it's three E's. Um, and you can also follow my hot dog adventures on Instagram. It's at hot dog delight. And it is a delight. <laughs> it was a pleasure being on here with everybody. Um, you can look me up on Facebook and Instagram by Carmi Cosplay. And I just love cosplay due to the um, amazing, innovative creativity and the love that I have and the passion I have for it and making new friends. And Emma? Yeah, I am Blue Gray Emma on everything, Twitch, Twitter, uh, Facebook, Instagram, and uh, OnlyFans as well. And when it comes to uh, armor, if anyone is interested in that, I am Blue Gray Forge on Instagram, and that is strictly armor and props. So if you want to check me out over there, if you're into the boudoir um i post uh a lot more teasers of that on my instagram than i do anywhere else so thank you for listening and i'm so glad i got to be a part of this thank you for having me uh also yeah thank you for having me uh i am at underscore rabbit on instagram and twitter i think i don't <laughs> trust me on that um <laughs> told you how much I use it. Um, and parting thoughts. Hey, you're already sexy. Ta-da. That's it. That's all I got. Okay. Well, and I'm Abby of Abby Cat Cosplay, and you can find me on Abby Cat Cosplay on Facebook and Instagram. And also, if you're thinking about doing sexy cosplay, go ahead and do it. Everybody's got good angles, but we also have bad angles. So don't judge how good you are at sexy cosplay based on your bad angles, because we've all got them. Um, all right, thank you all so much again for joining us for the Cosplaying for an Adult Audience panel. Don't forget to check out SheProp on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. And if you'd like, you can join the SheProp community and meet a, a bunch of other amazing cosplayers, makers, and artists. We welcome all women, trans and non-binary makers. And so we would be very happy to have you. I hope you had as much fun as I did with this panel and thank you very much for joining us. Bye. And now you all join me and say bye. 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 bye.